Welcome to Explore to Evolve, the travel show to inspire you to make your life the best adventure. I'm your host, Vivian Dabbs, world traveler, digital nomad, best-selling author, and your coach and mentor to live life fully. I'm so excited for you to be here today. Thank you for sharing your time with us. And if you like this episode, please leave a five-star review so that more amazing people just like you can find us. This is episode number 27 with Cassie McKenzie, the Manifestation Queen, intuitive and abundance mentor and host of the Manifestation Queen podcast. I'm so excited for you to be here today, Cassie. I can't wait for you to share all of your fun travel kid adventure stories. This is going to be a fun one. So welcome, Cassie. I can't (laughs) believe how much time has been flying. I literally just had a recording with her two weeks ago and now she's here in my podcast and we're like where did time tell us everything about you you got it yeah yeah we you actually i interviewed you last year can you believe it it was last year it was <laughs> new year's eve remember that <laughs> i totally do remember that okay uh, my name's cassie mckenzie you guys probably picked that part up and i'm an intuitive business mentor manifestation queen and a mother of two children that at times are kind of crazy i don't know what the profanity level is on your podcast here vivi but like yeah <laughs> give it to us we want to everything. <laughs> that's a bit crazy that's what i would say sometimes so but they follow after me you know they're artistic they're exciting and um but yeah i i mentor typically spiritual entrepreneurs on building their business, making it abundant, making it more fun and free. And a lot of times, like for me, I started my business so that I could have a free schedule to be able to travel whenever I wanted and to have money to travel to wherever we want. And that continues to be the mission. (laughs) Oh, I love it. What has been your best manifestation so far? You mean travel related or? Ah, or anything that excites you. Yeah, let's do travel and anything else. Why not? Gosh, there's so many travel related ones. The one that sticks out in my head though, was that it must've been five years ago. We were living in San Diego and I had just had our son, Liam. So he was probably about like six or eight months old. And we ended up like we had not traveled for a long, it was like the longest time that we really hadn't gone anywhere outside of the US. We'd gone to like Hawaii for a baby moon, but I mean that it counts. Next time I was like, you know what? I'm not going to go to a place where there's like the best ahi tuna, like the best fish here. And I have to worry about my mercury level. Yeah, that, that wasn't a great decision, but you know, <laughs> and, and all like the wonderful Mai Tais and like next time is my time. <laughs> <laughs> so, but I really love traveling internationally and seeing the world. And um, like I studied abroad in Switzerland. We were based out of Switzerland in college for uh, about six months. When I became an adult, I really didn't go anywhere besides Mexico. And it wasn't until I met my husband that, you know, I made a trip to South Africa to see him and to like, see if we actually liked each other and stuff like that. But like, so fast forward a few years after having Liam, we'd kind of realized that, you know, kind of cause like the high cost of living in California plus having a child plus like a lot of other things we hadn't really gone anywhere and so we ended up going to South Africa and like surprising his family for you know for like oh his mom's 60th birthday I believe it was however 
like I don't always count South Africa as a quote unquote vacation because we're always like a lot of family and friend obligations to do. And we really don't get to go on our own. So I was kind of bitching like big time. My friends went (laughs) to uh, the Philippines and I saw pictures from the Philippines of them scuba diving and stuff. And I was like, oh my God, I've got to change this like immediately. This was like September. We went to South Africa in, in, in November and came back And I literally was like, you know, I want to plan a trip for us to go somewhere in Southeast Asia. I haven't seen Southeast Asia yet. Really want to go there. And I had just started like understanding how the law of attraction works. I had actually manifested my husband and done things here and there. And like, I, um, but I threw that one out there and I made a vision board one night while he was at work. Cause he had like a later shift and didn't get home until like 10 sometimes. So I was literally sitting there after a kid went to bed and I was like, Ooh, I'm going to do a vision board and put like all this travel on it. Well, we go to South Africa, we come back and I didn't work at all that week because on Thursday they announced a big layoff. And so it, while everybody else was like crying in their beer, I start cheering and I'm like, yes, I like, okay, two months off. We're going to get paid the whole time. We'll have health insurance. This is good. Let's move our shit all the way to Florida, set up roots there now. Cause that's where my family is. And at least my parents are there here, mm-hmm. there, whatever. <laughs> and so, and then I told him, I was like, let's take a month and go to Bali. And so I did the math and I was like, we can basically spend the same amount in a month in Bali and go like get scuba trained, do like open water certification, advanced certification, like live like kings and queens for the same price that our rent would be here. Cause I think at the time it was like 2,100 we were paying for a teeny little place. It was like wow. 200 square feet in, um, yeah. And you could hear like all the neighbors in California. And like, we were already kind of ready to like peace out because, you know, once you have a child and stuff, we were just kind of like, it was going to be, I selfishly did not want to have to use all my vacation time to go see my parents. I love them, but I was like, hell no, no, not going to happen, not doing it. So the easiest thing is to bite the bullet and go to the land of jean shorts and alligators and move here instead. So good. So I would say that's the best one because it was literally like two months prior. I was like, oh my God, like we have got to go on a vacation as a family. Mm -hmm. We have got to make this happen. And I want Southeast Asia to be it. And like, we literally could have gone anywhere. We, We were looking at Thailand and Bali, which would have been cool too. But now, I mean, I'm hooked on it out there. I love it. It's so much fun. Oh, it's gorgeous. Mm -hmm. So when you started telling your family and friends that, you know, you're just going to go to Bali for a month with literally a baby. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. Able to walk back then? (laughs) Thank God, no, because he was kind of a fat baby. And so his legs couldn't hold the body weight that he had. (laughs) So, but it was actually like better that way because I wasn't sure how clean all like the, the roads and things would have been, you know what I mean? And, and all like, like we sat in a lot of open air restaurants and I mean, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. I drank a lot of bintang watching the ocean, watching the surfers, (laughs) you know? And so it was kind of nice that he wasn't walking yet although that would have been fine too but he he just crawled everywhere but the funny part of the story actually now that you're asking that 
is so you know everybody always says if a bird poops on you it's good luck right mm-hmm. but um so we had an <laughs> You make me not want to have kids. That's no, it's <laughs> It's the most beautiful thing on earth for sure. <laughs> now, this story is going to be good. This is good. So we had a flight from Fort Lauderdale through, oh, Detroit and then to Seoul and then down to Denpasar to get into Bali. It was probably, I want to say it was somewhere around like 37 hour trip. Wow. And Yeah. So we got to Fort Lauderdale airport because we were stayed overnight there. So it was like 4.30 in the morning. We're going through security. And I like, you know, you have to hold your baby. And so I'm holding him waiting for my bag to come through because I had everything like prepared, like three outfits for him. I had like all this shit, like all ready, like just anything I could possibly need, like we had. So I'm going through security and I'm holding him. All of a sudden I feel something warm and wet on me. And I looked and his little doinker was like, like, you know, kind of lined up with the little hole with like a little teeny, you know, hole in the diaper from where we'd put it on in the dark. And it like went like straight on me. And I was like, oh my God, I literally, my comfy travel outfit is now like soaking wet. Our, our 37 hour trip has not even begun yet. Like we haven't even stepped out of like TSA. I haven't even seen the first gift shop at this point. Like, you know, perfect timing. What the hell? I and of course I brought everything from him, for him, but like, I don't think I. I think I brought. I, yeah, I must not have brought any extra shirts for me because yeah. I ended up having to be one of those like Americans. I had a teal shirt that had Fort Lauderdale written in gigantic letters across my chest walking through the Seoul airport like I couldn't have looked like a bigger like American tourist like ever ever I think it even had it was like bedazzled too I mean it was crazy because there was not a huge selection (laughs) in the airport I'm like yep this is me I tried to like juice it up as best I could and like like cut the um what do you call it like the little collar out and stuff like Mm -hmm. that but I still I still like even the flight attendants were like okay all right (laughs) who are you (laughs) you're going to bali just like that okay all right just get on the plane (laughs) (laughs) oh my god that would be the best story when he's like older and you tell him like you know when you that time you pooped on me like right before we actually went on a plane (laughs) yeah yeah Mm -hmm. (gasps) that is hilarious yeah. Mm-hmm. Did you get any people trying to tell you like, you know what, you shouldn't go to Southeast Asia with a baby and it's dangerous and you know, it's 30 and what are you doing? What a terrible mother you are. Did you get any <laughs> of that? Yeah, I know it sounds like, what are you talking about? But I remember <laughs> when my parents took me to Nepal when I was five years old. My mom was getting that kind of shit. She's like, you're a terrible yeah. mother. <laughs> I was going to say, I'm like, wow, it sounds like you've spoken to my mom. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Well, mainly from my mom, my my mom, as much as I love going on airplanes and I love traveling, my mother said, like my mother said, she's made a deal with God that she will never get on another airplane again. And she made this deal when I was about one year old and she was on one of those little seaplanes down in the Bahamas. And I think they hit like a bad thunderstorm and she thought she was going to die. And so she made like some kind of pact with God as if it works like this, you know, that said like, if, 
if you get me off this plane and I'm alive, I will never get on another one. So she's like claustrophobic, even just in elevators and doesn't really like it, like will refuses to get on an airplane. And so that was like another part of moving from California because mm-hmm. it was going to be such a pain in the ass to always be the one traveling. And like, I don't mind traveling if I'm going someplace new, you know, like I would have gladly yeah. met them like, and you know, wherever, but like, yeah, we got a lot of that from her because she was very afraid of what it would be like in Asia. No, nobody else in my family has ever been besides me. Now, my my husband's family, being from South Africa, they've traveled a lot and they go to a lot of places. So they were excited for us to be able to do that. And um, yeah, you know, I think there's always that kind of like unknown. And I didn't know. I was like, oh, I don't even know what this is going to be like at all. And then like the first day there, we see an entire family with like five people and their grandma, like on a, one scooter, like heading to school. I'm like, <laughs> oh, a little bit different way of life here, you know, but like it was that. And then like, you, you're, you know, you, when, if you're not used to it, I think like a lot of people don't travel with kids and with family because they, they get scared of what the unknown Mm-hmm. And, you know, they see her like, what, what's their kid going to eat? Or what's like, you know, what, what are, what's my baby going to eat? He's only one, you know, what if I run out of diapers and, you know, you forget like they have kids too. And somehow, you know, their kids are fine. And in a lot of ways, like they're even more adaptable, you know? And so I thought, well, teaching our children to be more adaptable to life, such at such an early age and to see such a wide variety of things throughout life is going to like set them up for, you know, like, honestly, the most flexible one wins like anything the, Oh yeah, that's in, like arguments that's in like, you know, business, anybody, if you're more, and I don't mean like shut down all your boundaries, but if you're, you know, flexible and see like a lot of different broader perspectives, then it really helps you. <clears throat> and I mean, the, the God's honest truth is we went to Barcelona and Mallorca for my 40th birthday a couple years ago. And our kids ate better in Southeast Asia than they did in Barcelona. Like really? yeah, they ate McDonald's like five times in Barcelona. Cause we try to give them food and they're like, no, we don't want that. You know, like it's good adult food. It's uh-huh. like good fun thing, but like they were just, well, I'm not eating calamari. No, thanks. That's okay. <laughs> oh, girls and guys. Oh my God. Poor kids. How do you, do you think it really like impacted them as to travel as a kid, you know, like this like early exposure to different cultures, different languages, different kind of people, different kind of behavior, different surroundings. Mm-hmm. Do you think it like, you know, impacted or changed some kind of their identity? Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, the one thing I can, I, it, that hits me is that, you know, kids are kids in all areas of the country, all areas of the world, you know, like, mm we've been in Barcelona and like seeing them playing on the little playgrounds in every little courtyard, you know, and like, just, I think if anything, they, they, you like, they realize even more that everybody is kind of a, like, even if we look different, you know, and yeah. that they like, they don't even think twice because they've been to so many different places. I mean, my, um, my five-year-old had more passport stamps at the age of three than like, most people in America, like probably Mm -hmm. the greater proportion of America. I mean, we've taken them to Belize, to Spain. I know Mallorca is right off the coast. Now that, oh my God, I've got a story for that. 
whew, but that um, <laughs> Bali, we've been, you know, all the places in between Mexico, mm-hmm. I mean, all, all kinds of, we've been to California, that's a different country. I mean, geez. <laughs> <laughs> South Africa. How have I forget that? Like he's been to South Africa twice and Stella's been once. I've been four times. We need to make another trip and actually do a safari now that yeah. we're getting older. Mm-hmm. I, I want to I get to see you on a safari. That's going to be so much fun. I know. I'm so excited. <laughs> oh my God. It's the best when you see like elephants crossing right in front of your car and you're like, oh, yeah. Yeah. Incredible. What happened in Mallorca? Oh my God. Oh, traveling as you've probably, I mean, I'm sure other people that you're interviewing would say the same thing. It shows you what you're capable of, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, you don't have to pay a mentor $10,000 a month to be shown what you're capable of. You know what I mean? Like at all. You're traveling, you you're getting pushed pay, to your yeah. limits. <laughs> exactly. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't have to go home for Christmas to find out what your limits are. All you have to do is just pay for a $55 flight from Barcelona airport down to Mallorca and give yourself 25 minutes to get on it <laughs> with two kids by yourself. Yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness. So, yeah. Well, we had a heck of a time getting out there to begin with to Barcelona. The a delay caused from weather and President Trump happening to like come into the airport that we were supposed to get our connection out to Barcelona. One thing led to another. We ended up stuck on the runway for like six hours with both kids and then had to like stay overnight and then start again the next day. <gasps> In a in Columbus, Columbia, South Carolina, which is like one of the smallest. I mean, the only thing there is the University of South Carolina. Like honestly, my brother went there, and so and a gas station that sells sells Stella Tall Boys because we got the like, the cab driver to stop there. <laughs> yeah, it was great. Hilarious. You know, we once we got to Barcelona, we stayed in an Airbnb for like three days, and then we had an early. 7 a.m. flight to go to Mallorca and stay there for four days because I found this really cool. I'm really amazing at getting great deals, like especially travel deals that just like, it's just crazy. Like my husband's always telling people I should be their travel agent. And I'm like, I'm not for hire, but I'll take a commission. (laughs) (laughs) But I found this all-inclusive five-star resort on the coast that um, literally you could get a like a pitcher of sangria and a whole bottle of champagne and like breakfast, lunch and dinner. And it was just like included with everything. And it was so nice there. And so, but we were supposed to leave at 7 a.m. And for some reason we didn't hear the alarm go off. And I think we finally woke up and it was 6.10 and believe the flight actually was the flight was like at 7.25 and we were 30 minutes from the airport and still had to drop our bags off at like this place that was going to hold them because we didn't want to take everything with us on such a like a just little short four-day trip. And so anyway, we decided, I mean, it was like a scene out of Home Alone where you're like scrambling to like grab everything that's just this shit is everywhere all over the airbnb like somehow i had so stella was she must have been about to turn one god she was a very light baby (laughs) and and then there's liam he was three he was about to turn three and so i've got both of them with both of their strollers a car seat and a bag and one of the like the other bag that we have to like take on the airplane in case they poop on themselves again you know one of those and we decided Ian was going to go take all the bags 
over to like the bag drop place and then we'll meet. And he was just going to, cause if you miss your flight, you have to buy a new one for everybody. And I literally, so I was like, well, at least the three of us can be on one. And then he, we can just buy one extra ticket to get there. Well, oh my God, I got in the taxi and he dropped us off. And I ran like a bat out of hell to like every little station, like through both kids in like the shopping cart and through everything else on top. I thank God I had my running shoes. And so like I got to the desk, right. And they were like, there's one minute left. Are you going to check anything? Cause you got to check it right now. And I'm like, how do I make it through? And if you guys have never been to the Mallorca airport or to the Barcelona airport, it is massive. Like mm-hmm massive. I still like, do not know how in the world I managed to have two kids by myself with all of this stuff and literally like 20 minutes to make it through like customs to make it through security. And the gate was probably a half a mile from when you got out of security. It was like running as fast as I could. And as I'm running, then there's like one of those. So I I finally got to the plane. We were the last ones to get on right before they shut the door. Thank God. I think they radioed ahead and said, this crazy American woman with two kids (laughs) is coming your way. Like with a, like a pile of things to get. I was sweating. It's like a 45 minute flight. And I don't think I stopped sweating till about five (laughs) minutes before we landed. Cause I was just like breathing so heavy. It was like, I ran a marathon and I just looked like I God. I looked at my husband when he got there and I was still sitting there stunned. Like he didn't have his phone working or anything. And so I had no idea what flight he got on. I'm like, what am I supposed to do? Just sit here for, I have no idea. I don't know how to get in touch with him. You know, it was like the old days, probably things that used to happen back in the day. But I mean, geez, even when you feel like you're prepared for everything, like, oh, it can be crazy. Wow. So how long did you end up waiting for him? Oh God, thank God. He was just on the next flight. So I took the kids down like in at least like the Mallorca airport, when you land there, the incoming flights, you know, like that section is or the arrivals, like the arrivals area is pretty small. So it was it, at least where, where our flights came in. I forget. It starts with a V and it's like a yellow. I forget what the name of that, but they were so good. I would definitely fly them again. It was like, Welling. A, that's it. Yeah. I loved them. It felt like business class. And they, even though we paid like, $45 each way or something like that. I mean, it's crazy. I only ended up having to wait like an hour or so. So I got them some food and drank like three bottles of water. Cause <laughs> still sweating. Yeah. Cause poor Stella's like looking at me, like, I don't know what that was about, but like, whatever you did. Okay. Good job. <laughs> That's so funny. Thank God it was the same arrival. I remember when Mm -hmm. I was 18, I flew into New York and I was waiting for a friend to come from Chile. Mm -hmm. And I was looking at flights that are arriving and I figured all the flights from Latin America would arrive here. And I had no way to communicate with that friend that I was waiting for, right? So I'm just standing there and standing and waiting. And after like an hour, this officer comes to me and he looks at me. He's like, what are you waiting for? I've seen you standing around here for a while. I'm like, yeah, I'm waiting for my friend that's coming from Chile. And he's like, well, the Chilean flights don't arrive here. And I'm like, oh, really? And he just looks at me and it's like, this has been your first time on a flight, right? And I'm like, actually not. (laughs) 
and he's like well welcome to america new york is a little different so you need to go out and find the right gate and arrival where your friend's gonna arrive because it's definitely not here i'm like oh, okay so i yeah. started running and like started finding out where he was and i literally made it like 10 minutes before he like literally came out of the flight and i'm like oh my goodness this was embarrassing <laughs> yeah well i mean yeah there's so many different types of airlines that come in you know especially to new york it's Gosh, we used to have company meetings. I was a pharmaceutical rep for 20 years. And I remember there was probably 20 different buses that would show up to take all of us because we're all in different areas of the airport. It's crazy. But yeah, like with my husband, he was, I knew he was going to be on Guayling. Like they would just rebook him. So at least I knew that because there was only one little area. But tell you the departures at like you would think Majorca is a small airport. I mean, it's a basically yachts come in and out. It's like a little shipping town. Mm-hmm. And but their airport is massive. So if anybody here is planning to go there, I recommend giving yourself an extra couple hours at that airport than you would have normally given yourself at any other average size city. Cause it was nuts. Did you end up having a good time in Mallorca oh, though? Oh, totally. Yeah. Like even with, well, on the outbound to Barcelona, like I, I had a freak out. I seriously did. Cause we're sitting there. We literally got up at like 7am from St. Augustine where we used to live and drove to Miami to catch the Miami flight up to Charlotte. And then to end up getting, you know, diverted and sit on the runway. Like I had all this hope that we would make back, you know, make it back in time to catch the 1030 connection. And then we'd be in Barcelona. I was like, keep it, keep it going, you know? And, you know, it just, when, when we found out we were going to have to stay and that our, our next, like the actual flight leaving out, like we'd had to go through Philly. Like we literally had to wake up the next day and go, to Charlotte and then to Philadelphia and then fly out to Barcelona from there. And I was just kind of like, what are we going to do with these kids? What are we going to do? They're good. It took us probably 48 to gosh. Yeah. At least two days, two days straight just to get on like a 13 hour trip. That sounds exhausting. Yeah. I'm so glad that I'm, you know, probably like you are now like really, really great traveler. And after traveling so much, even domestically and internationally, you kind of like learn the ropes more than people who haven't. So when we, um, after literally crying, my, I have full mental breakdown right there on the, on the tarmac. <laughs> Cause I'm like sitting there with all of this shit and two kids. And it's like 10 o'clock or 11 o'clock at night. We're going to have to stay here and restart the next day. And I said to my husband, I was like, let's just go home. I don't want to pay money to do this. This is stupid. Like it's not, meant to be and he was like if you really want to do that then we'll do that but if you really think you might want to actually go to Spain then we'll go to Spain and I was like yeah I really want to go to Spain so let's just (laughs) I mean we had tickets for the Barcelona game like thank god we left when we did on Friday like I skipped out of work early and didn't tell anybody and so we like (laughs) So we had tickets for the um, Barcelona game, which was on Sunday instead of Saturday. So it ended up, we almost fell asleep sitting in our chairs there, but it was worth it, you know? And, but um, I tell you, knowing what I knew, we literally, well, everybody else got into the, you know, boarding area. Mm -hmm. Like they were talking to people. They were talking to like the janitor to ask them how to get their flight rebooked. And I looked at my husband and meanwhile, like, some of those 
TSA and security agents were like, well, once you leave this area, you can't get back in. And he even looked at me and said that. And I was like, I don't ever want to see this area again tonight until tomorrow. Like I can get back in because I will have a ticket to get back in. It's fine. Let's get the fuck out of here. We've got to go to the front. We've got to talk to the ticket agents and maybe they can give us a hotel. And sure enough, we were only like number four in line. They ordered pizza for everybody in line. They ended up giving us like a hotel room at, I think it was a Holiday Inn Express, but it was super nice, you know, for like being free. You know what I mean? It was a bed to sleep in. It was a shower. And I think like showers totally revitalized me in the morning. And that's where we had, well, they even paid for our taxi. So that's why I was like, I looked at the taxi driver. I was like, do you know if there's any liquor stores here? Because mama needs a beer. Okay. And so like <laughs> I ran in there and got like four Stella tall boys and like some plastic cups from the hotel room. And I was like sitting there with the toilet seat down, watching, I threw my kids in the bath and I'm drinking my Stella out of the plastic cup. And I'm like, okay, life is good right now. Like, this is okay. This is good. They're getting chilled out. Like they're literally at midnight sitting in a bathtub, but I mean, it's like, I don't know, mom hack 101, you know, mm-hmm. like get them chilled out, make them go to sleep. Like they didn't know any different. They, they don't know what Barcelona is. You know, they heard the name a lot, but <laughs> no idea where they're about to go. Yeah. Wow. So what would you recommend for, you know, moms of families that want to travel, but they're like, actually you're freaking scared because, you know, hearing these stories like, oh God, 40 <laughs> hours, that sounds exhausting. That sounds exhausting when you by yourself, but having like two mm-hmm. little kids that, you know, might get whiny or cranky, mm-hmm. that sounds like hell if you're not prepared for that. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's like, okay, there's some tactical things you can do to prepare. Like, I really think it's a blend of tactical plus some planning plus mental. It, it helps if you can look at the stewardess and say, I'll have another beer, please. Like, honestly, I don't usually turn to alcohol for my answers, except when <laughs> traveling. <laughs> like, that's when I cash that chip in, like, for sure. So, but I mean, to be honest, like, if you want to find a reason to do or not do anything, then you can find the reason to do it or not do it. So, If you're afraid to travel with your kids because you're afraid of what the world is like, then you're going to find a reason to stop you. But if you actually want to go see and if you're into like seeing the world, there's no reason to wait until they're a certain age. Like I hear people say that all the time. Well, my kids aren't old enough to remember it. And so like, I'm not going to go there. And I'm like, well, why not prepare them for like when they're seven, eight years old and then you travel with them and they're, they've got some kind of muscle memory there on it. And my kids, by the way, they remember last year on our way to South Africa, we stopped in Frankfurt. We had a 12 hour layover with the tickets that I found. Cause they were like 3,100 bucks, like the best price ever. They were supposed to be wow. like six or 7,000. And I got them for 3,100 for all of us total. And, That's but it required crazy. us to go yeah, through Frankfurt, but it was literally Christmas time with the Christmas village. And my Liam actually asked the other day, he's like, Hey, can we go back to Germany? I want to go there. I want to go. And I was like, Oh, Germany. Do you remember Germany? And he said, yeah. I said, what do you remember? Because the train, because they had this little like red train that the kids could go on and they remember all of it. They love staying in hotels. And I think just being prepared, having your, um, just get your passport, get the passports made, you know, and then you don't have that excuse. (laughs) 
<laughs> you can start with like little baby trips or you can just decide where you want to go and go. And I recommend like really evaluate whether you're a better fit for an Airbnb or if you prefer to know that somebody's going to come into your room and clean it and then you can use the pool or have like other amenities Mm -hmm. then, you know, it can be a trade-off and we've done both. Like now that our kid, it's sometimes it's just nicer to have like an extra bedroom for the kids to go to, especially yeah. if we're there for like an extended amount of time. But we've also gone to Disney and stayed at the hotels with like the amazing pools and stuff. And it's kind mm -hmm. of like an extra bedroom anyway, <laughs> that exhausts them <laughs> even more. So I would say that, but you know, also uh, when you're booking, just make sure to leave some extra time on either side. It's like a perfect blend of masculine and feminine energy is required. You can't plan everything so much that you squeeze the life and the fun out of any of it, you know, but you can have an idea or a general idea of what you'd like to do. And maybe like a list of things that are like things you'd like to do while you're at a place and do the ones that like you would completely regret it if you didn't do it. And then you got home like it, like the Barcelona game. Yeah, we had to get a babysitter to come. I'm so glad we did that because the team has never been the same since, you know? Yeah. And it was like a once in a lifetime thing to see like Luis Suarez and Messi all playing like on the same field. And I think they won like 10 to one. It was so cool. Wow. And even though we were exhausted, like we made the best of it, you know, you know, also leave some wiggle room so that if you feel like just sitting at like an outdoor cafe and giving your kids an iPad to look at the entire time so that you can have some peace and quiet, like that's perfectly acceptable too. There's like no right or wrongs, throw everybody's opinions out the door and just deal, you know, and go with what, what you want to do on your vacation. Have you ever had the experience where you were so excited and like looking forward to, you know, like visit some certain place and then your kids were literally having a bad day or throwing a tantrum and you're like, oh, but I was so excited to go here and now you guys don't want to go and you're like literally trying to like make me have a bad time. How did you handle these situations? I mean, all the time. There, I mean, there's a couple, they, but they do that just in our house, you know, like there is yeah. no... So I've, I, my rule is to just, we, we always go to a place that there's going to be something on the menu that they're going to want. And I never order food just for them. We always order something that we laugh because every single time we order like a special meal just for them, they don't eat it and they just want our food and then we don't want theirs. And then it sits there. Like we feel obligated to eat it or whatever, <laughs> But having Wi-Fi, having iPads, that really helps and stuff and like coloring books and, you know, special foods and keeping them busy and things like that have helped a lot, you know, because like it is your vacation too. And or we take them to places that they can run around as well. Like we've gone in South Africa out to the wine country a lot. But our favorite places to go are ones that have like the goats roaming freely or playgrounds and they make it like a nice family experience so that 
you're not just forcing them to like sit in a British pub the whole time, <laughs> you know, <laughs> they're able to like get out and have fun too. The one thing we really wanted to do was like I said, go on a safari, but it's kind of, we always go. And I think you and I talked about this too. Like every time you go back to Europe, you know, it's kind of like, but there's other things I want to see, but then there's people who want to see it. Like they don't look at it. Like this is your vacation, right? They look at it like, oh, you're home. It's the holidays or it's this or it's that, you know? So I don't know. There's eventually we'll get to the safari, <laughs> but I'm pretty sure they'll love that too. Oh, they're going to freaking love that. It's like such an amazing experience. Mm-hmm. You can't really get enough of it, to be honest. Yeah. 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 Well, I guess also when we were in Barcelona, I really wanted to go see the Sagrada Familia. And that's when Liam really was like not having it. He really didn't. That, that's my son. My husband's name is Ian. And he was kind of like being dragged to it. So we found a happy medium there where there was literally a playground and a McDonald's right across the street. So I got a happy meal and I got my husband some food. Thank God he wasn't a vegan back then like he is now or vegetarian or whatever. But then, and then like sat them at the playground. And then I took Stella with me and we went into the Sagrada Familia and like I did the whole tour. So I still got to see it. And I was the only one who really wanted to, you know? Um, and then, but I took, I took one of the kids, the one that was going to be the most quiet. Cause you know, you don't want to ruin everybody else's time too, <laughs> you know? <Yeah. laughs> so. I get it. Oh, that's so beautiful. Mm-hmm. What do you think has been like your most impactful vacation or time or experience for your life or your business? You know, um, last year I was supposed to host a retreat in Bali, actually not last year. I keep thinking it's still 2020, um, in the end of, of 2019. Mm-hmm. And, um, <clears throat> I was like brand new. My business was brand new and it ended up underestimating how much it takes for people to trust you, to give you thousands of dollars to host a retreat. And so I was like, I ended up actually, my husband was supposed to come with the whole, all four of us were supposed to go. And so I said to my husband, you know what, like for this, about the same price of all of us going to Bali I could go to Bali by myself. I had like the villa reserved and everything. And so it was going to be like a gigantic waste if I didn't at least go and make some contacts and like get some time. Right. And so, so that's when we made the decision to have me go to Bali and then come back. And I was home for five days and then we took off to South Africa for our trip as a family. You know, the one that just went through Frankfurt at Christmas. Uh, so the most impactful one was probably like my trip to Bali. I still ended up going, like I went by myself and it was the longest amount of time I've ever really been away from my kids. Liam begs me never to do this again, but you know, and I was so far away. Like it gave me such anxiety, just getting on that flight and to know like, holy crap, I just left my kids like by, like I just left them. You know, I, I, I can't help with anything. I'm on this flight. Like I just, the further it flew and the closer and closer that I got to Bali, it was just in my mind, like, this is the like more and more hours of how long it would take if something happened for me to get back. And it like really was like, it played with my mind, like real bit, real bad. And so I ended up being in Bali for two weeks by myself and I've never had that much time in a, in a country where most people don't really speak great English, you know, (laughs) and 
I wasn't there with anybody else to speak to. Mm -hmm. And the hours are the opposite from the East coast of, you know, Florida. So when I was going to bed, they were just waking up. Yeah. And then, so I, by the time I woke up, they were going to bed like, the, mm -hmm. you know, and so, or getting bath time and getting ready to go, you know, go to sleep. So I literally had all day by myself, just kind of like, oh my God, what do I do? I literally, I, I have no distractions here. I just have myself and my mind. And like, it was really impactful because it forced me to like give up control, like to give up all control to other people. And not to mention the very first day I was there, like I envisioned that at least I could drive a scooter places. Well, the Airbnb I was staying at, the guy was like, oh, here's some, you know, there's scooters here. You don't even have to rent one. And he tried to teach me. So it was literally, I had like just arrived the night before I didn't sleep at all. I was like, after traveling for like a day and a half, just kind of like wired off of energy. Right. And so he shows me how to use it. And like, there's nobody on the streets in Changu. There's like literally people just washing the street down. Like there's no, or, and like maybe a couple of surfers going to check to see what the waves look like that morning. But so I made it to the end of the street and then I go to turn around and I got like this stop in the go mixed up. So I went to stop, but the thing took off and I was like, oh, and I crashed it into somebody. And I literally like panicked and I'm like, oh my God, I cannot do this. There's no way. So like, I think I was gone for like 10 minutes and I brought the thing back. I parked it up on the street and walked down and I told the guy, I'm not driving that thing and you've got to go up to the street and get it because I don't trust myself driving it down in this alleyway. I'm going to destroy it and you're going to kill me. And so he's got the key to my house. Like he could kill me in my sleep if he wanted to, you know? <laughs> so Wow. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, oh my God, no. So how am I going to get around? Well, in the time span in between like the, my first trip to Bali and the most recent one, which was like a year and a half ago, they launched Gojek. I don't know if you know Gojek, right? Where it's literally like Uber with a scooter. And I had no yeah. idea. And it was like a dollar, like an American dollar to get from one side of Changu over to the other side. And I was like, <gasps> I mean, it was just like such a metaphor for releasing control and a whole new scale because the very first time, like the very first time I decided to get on a Gojek was right after I had a Reiki session, right? Like what other better time when you're completely energetically balanced to go throw your ass right out of like whack again, right? Yeah. <laughs> but like he, he wasn't even going fast and he went down this bump. Like I bear hugged this guy and it was just like a regular nice, like, oh my God. And I had him take me to do sex machina, which was a motorcycle shop, of course, that then later, like the next week I ended up getting a tattoo at tacos and tattoos day. <laughs> it was great where I literally got like a tattoo for the equivalent of like $6 and 70 cents plus a taco platter and a beer, but I traded it in for a Thai beef salad. So it was like Thai beef salad and tattoos days. <laughs> wow. They only take 12 people and I got there at four o'clock. You know, you let you line up in line. I ended up being first in line at the, by the end of the day, I won't go into the story, but like it, all it took was a couple Aperol spritzes and some people not paying attention. <laughs> and then I'm just sitting there and the guy looks at me and he's like, okay, what's your name? You'll be first. And I'm like, well, what about these guys? He's like, I'm asking you, you're going to be first, like, go for it. What's your name? And so I'm like, wow. it's Kathy. Thank you very much. I'll go pay. I didn't realize 
you write out what you want it to look like, what you want. So I ended up writing it in my own handwriting. So this is actually in my own handwriting. Did you like not get scared of that guy screwing up your arm or like, you know, missing a ladder? <laughs> I know, right? I ended up putting a star on either end because when I wrote it, I was like, my hand was shaking. Cause I was like, oh my God, you felt they, cause it literally they're like, you have 15 minutes from start to finish. And then the next person comes. So I was like, and the guy didn't speak English. He had a shirt on that said Beretta and a cigarette hanging out of his mouth the whole time. And he just kind of grunted at me. He was like this big guy. And I like looked at him and I, he eventually he laughed at something I did because I probably did something like airheaded or stupid and just kind of like, Oh, I don't really know. So when I wrote it out, I put the better it gets, comma, the better it gets, comma. And I didn't notice that. And so he ended up putting that on my tattoo. So at the end, I was like, can you turn that into like a star? <laughs> and I had to put that on either side. I've never told anybody that. Well, the better it gets, the better it gets. Yeah. It looks real good. Well, as long as you're happy with that, we're all good. <laughs> You don't want to do something like that and then regret it for the rest of your life. That'd be terrible. Mm -mm, I know, right? Yeah, I know. Wow. <laughs> I love your stories. They're so good. Cassie, <laughs> one question I love asking is, what does living life fully mean to you? Being able to laugh a lot during the day, having fun, feeling fulfilled with what you're doing, you know, mm -hmm. so like you don't even have a chance to second guess yourself or like to doubt anything, you know, because you're too busy having fun. Yeah, that is so good. I like it. It just came to me. <laughs> yeah, perfect. Cassie, yeah. where can people find you if they, you know, want to work with you, if they want to know more about you, if they want to join your Facebook group, if they want to listen to your podcast, give us all the things. Yeah. My group on Facebook is called the Abundant Soul Social Club. I do like card readings in there. We just did a clubhouse train in there yesterday. That was fun. Oh, yeah. So we really got like 14 women out into clubhouse off of just one invite. So I was put the social in the social club. Oh, right yeah. There. That was very um, special. Yeah. That was fun. It was so much fun. And there was people from all over the world. I think like five countries that I think if I'm remembering correctly that were represented yesterday. So that was super, super cool. Okay. So on Instagram, I'm at exo Cassie McKenzie and also, I am the host of the Manifestation Queen podcast, and Vivi is about to be on there soon. Because this week is when your podcast episode is going to be launching. I think I'm changing the name to it soon, so stay tuned. It's going to be Ooh. even greater vibes. People want to work with you. Oh, people work with you. Yeah. Like, if people want to be in your vibe and, you know, like, want to learn from you, want to know all the things. Uh, yeah. I have one-on-one -on -one private mentoring that I do. I've actually worked with, like, every everyone from, like, spiritual entrepreneurs to um, one of my clients is an actor slash writer slash comedian and I just love all this basically you know just for you if you are ready to really live an abundant life feel fulfilled have that fun have that freedom and of course you know make money too but to me you know it's not just about money I used to be in corporate America I used to work in pharmaceuticals and there's a lot of times where I'm tempted to go back to it because it would be a lot easier than you know putting your heart and soul out on the line on a daily basis you know what I mean yeah. oh but, yeah <laughs> It was also like kind of soul sucking at the same time. 
and you know there's just way more than way more to life and everything skyrockets even more so i also have a um a mastermind for spiritual entrepreneurs or i mean it doesn't even have to be spiritual you just have to be open to spiritual laws of the universe and like all the woo woo and then you'll do just fine <laughs> Uh, but that's for like, you know, really skyrocketing your business, like having more fun and infusing more pleasure and more like taking all the heaviness and, and out of it, but also doing that by, you know, balancing your, your you know, mental. Um, I do a lot with subconscious reprogramming, you know, cognitive, like really taking those old beliefs away, like rewriting your stories so that you can like bring more money and love and freedom. And I have that well-rounded. And, but I talk about all this stuff a lot, like on Facebook and in uh, my private group. So usually you can see like whatever I'm offering at the time is usually, it's definitely in one of those, if not both, if not everyone probably hear about it right before you hear a podcast episode too. So. <laughs> That is so perfect. Cassie, yeah, thank you so thank much for you. being here. This has been so much fun. <laughs> no, that went by so fast. Like, hey. I know. I'm know. like, how have you been talking for so long? How's time flying so much all the time? <laughs> That's how life should be, right? I love it. Yeah. <laughs> the better it gets, the better it gets, right? That's right. <laughs> it wouldn't be tattooed on my arm if it didn't. That's right. <laughs> thank you. Thank you so much. This has been such a pleasure. I am so excited and so honored to be one of your first episodes. This is going to be amazing. I love it.